welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 950. I love the discovery chemistry offered. I love the thrill of equipment, the challenge of trial and retrial. I love the puzzle of it. I also will admit a somewhat foolish fondness toward the apparatuses involved. The bottles and tubes, the acids and salts, the mercury and flame. There is something primal in chemistry, something that defies explication. Either you feel it or you don't. Anisat didn't feel it. For him, chemistry was written journals and carefully penned rows of numbers. He would make me perform the same titration four times, simply because my notation was incorrect. Why write a number down? Why should I take ten minutes to write what my hands could finish in five? So we argued. Gently at first, but neither of us were willing to back down. As a result, barely two span into the term, we ended up shouting at each other in the middle of the crucible, while thirty students looked on. Open-mouthed with dismay, he told me to leave his class, calling me an irreverent dennerling with no respect for authority. I called him a pompous slipstick, who had missed his true calling as a counting-house scribe. In all fairness, we both had some valid points. My other failures came in mathematics. After listening to Fella chatter excitedly for months about what she was learning under Master Bradour, I set out to further my number lore. Unfortunately, the loftier peaks of mathematics did not delight me. I am no poet. I do not love words for the sake of words. I love words for what they can accomplish. Similarly, I am no arithmetician. Numbers that speak only of numbers are of little interest to me. Due to my abandonment of chemistry and arithmetic, I had a great deal of free time on my hands. Some of this I spent in the fishery, making a bloodless of my own that sold practically before it hit the shelves. I also spent a fair amount of time in the archives and the medica doing research for an essay titled On the Non-Efficacy of Arrowroot. Arwell was skeptical, but agreed my initial research warranted attention. I also spent some of my time romantically. It was a new experience for me, as I had never caught the eye of women before. Or if I had, I hadn't known what to do with the attention. But I was older now, and wiser, to some degree. And because of the stories circulating, women on both sides of the river were beginning to show an interest in me. My romances were all pleasant and brief. I cannot say why... I cannot say why brief, except to state the obvious that I do not have much in me that might encourage a woman 
to make long habit of my company. Simmon, for example, had a great end of the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. And Jeremy is still trapped in a Rubbermaid tub. Sorry, uh, this, plastic tub. This is very relatable to me, speaking of plastic tubs and dissolving bodies, uh, because hey. I also loved chemistry. Uh, when I took high school, I really enjoyed chemistry for basically all the same reasons that Kvothe is talking about here. I loved all the doodads. I loved all the uh, all the materials. I loved the smells and the sights and the reactions. Uh, it did feel a little bit magical. And I also was frustrated by, you know, the, the process and the notation, but I suspect that there is something of value in this that maybe Quoth is, uh, is overlooking. I mean, I think the, the thing that Quoth constantly overlooks and the thing that is definitely being overlooked here is safety. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like uh, the, the line about why, why write, why take 10 minutes to write down the thing that I, my hands could do in five. Well, you need to make sure you're doing it properly and measuring properly. And like, I, I understand now why you would want to do that. But I also understand why at high school age, you just want to rush through and get to the reaction. This teaches us, though, at least something about why Quoth seems to know enough chemistry to like talk about melting the lock with acid. Right. And he even tries to do it in the frame narrative of, I think, uh, the end of book one. So he has a little bit of chemistry lore that he still uses in the frame. And this is, I suppose, where it comes from. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but I do think that this is a great example of his tragic flaw at work. Where safety doesn't come first, and also just other things. <laughs> yeah, it's not just safety, but like, the reason processes exist is because there is, like, the reason there is a right way to do something is because it has emerged that that is the right way to do it. Like, it's not just arbitrary. You're not just writing things down carefully. And like notation didn't emerge just because it was an inconvenient way to do it. There's like, it's the right way to do it. And you maybe need to take some time to understand that. Um, and so I could see a situation emerging where Quoth like needs to do a chemical reaction and, and can't remember the, the, the actual process because he never wrote it down. He just sort of did it by feel or something mm. like that. And I'm sure it's not that important. But if he wanted to teach it to someone else, then it might be very difficult. Yeah, exactly. He didn't like write a, it down. a vast figure, for example. I think what we could take from this is that Quoth, with more free time, is now like trying new things. Just because it wasn't what he excelled in initially doesn't mean he's not interested in like chemistry and, and mathematics. And he had nothing against Brandeur, right? Like We yeah. don't know much about Brandeur because Quoth has never really interacted with him. But Quoth has, again, the extremely relatable experience of uh, numbers on their own feeling very very tedious sometimes even if something is tedious it's still probably worth learning yeah well i i uh after high school you know i dropped math as soon as i could but i actually went back and took an adult uh, high school course to get get my functions um credentials uh and i when i no longer had to take it for school i appreciated it a lot more the sort of like the logic puzzle of it and uh, understanding the, the practicality of, of knowing this math, like having spent some time in the real world and also being divorced from like, I don't know if you had this experience, Jordana, but I like to me, math was always very tied up with like anxiety. Yeah, like, I mean, like fear. I don't, I don't know. Like I, was, I felt that way more about science than I did about math because I was always afraid of failing science because it was my like worst subject. Hmm. I don't know if I tricked myself or if like, like my parents convinced me that that math was mandatory. Um, I thought that I had to take functions like all, all I had to take 
the uh, what is it? There was applied and academic. Yeah. And they're like, you you can choose between applied and academic, but you have to take math. And so I took math and I always took the academic course because I wanted to be in the same course as all my friends. And my friends were all in the academic one. So I took that one. And and I definitely thought it, I had to do it. I didn't know it was optional. You you did. No, well, it was optional in that, like up to a certain point. Like I, I had the applied and academic split. I took applied math and I wish I had it because it was actually too slow for me. And uh, I I wish now that I had kept with it because it's, it's also good for your brain. And then after a little while, you could drop it. I don't think you have to take, I don't think you have to take grade 12 math. I think you had to take grade 11 math, but grade 12. I know that you don't have to take grade 12 calculus because the minute I found that out, I dropped calculus. Yeah, no, you didn't have to. <laughs> I was like, anyway, I'm never going to do this. <laughs> all this is to say, I do wish now that I had taken academic math. It wasn't that bad. Um, it wasn't that scary. But also being divorced from the like stakes of needing to get good grades and just being able to do it because it bettered me uh, made it much more approachable, which is what Quoth is, is doing now, is what I'm to bring it back home. Quoth is now trying these things because they, they better him and he has the time to do it. Uh, there's already a high, high demand for the bloodless, which I think is very important. Uh, you missed this conversation, Jordana, but there was a great letter that suggested that uh, the bloodless could change how warfare works. Despite being a defensive thing and not a weapon, it could very much change the nature of warfare. And therefore... I mean, that makes a lot of sense because like, if you think about radar, which is very much a defensive thing, it, 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 like when it was created, radar was made to protect people. But yeah, exactly. it suddenly very quickly became a thing that like changed a lot in warfare. So Yes. And uh, we don't have to retread this because listeners will have heard this a couple of days ago, but Quoth has now painted a target on the university because that is, is the only place that can make these extremely powerful war machines. Uh, and so oh, the university shit. is now a military target. Yeah. But the other thing worth pointing out here is that Quoth is doing research on the non-efficacy of Arrowroot, an idea he got from Gran in Levenshire. Yes, yes. I also wanted to mention that. I forgot. I'm glad that you mentioned it. Yes, all of these things. That's right, because Gran was saying, don't bother with the arrow root. The arrow root is just a vector for these other things. But Quoth was under the impression, apparently in the Medica, they teach that arrow root has properties, which is interesting. It's clearly it gets bundled into these remedies, uh, but they are not totally understanding why it gets bundled into the remedies, which is a very odd thing for the university of all places to overlook. Yes. Agreed. And now, finally, we get to the bottom of the page, Quoth's uh, brief romantic engagements. And I put to you that for a couple of reasons, Quoth's romantic engagements are brief for a couple of reasons. Uh, I have theorized that Quoth is carrying a little bit of Florian's magic with him now, which perhaps makes him more desirable, but also like Florian uh, is kind of all lust and so there maybe is something in his nature now that makes him a being of uh of desire but not of you know not husband material the other part of that is that he's just not husband material right he's like he's you know young and handsome and cool and interesting but he's not he himself is not interested in putting down roots and i think he's also not giving like he's not offering anything to anybody where they would want to stick around with him for a long time and I think that Quoth himself says as much on the next page in uh, in fewer words. But the impression I get is that he's not really interested in having a long-term relationship and neither of the people that he is, uh, he is engaging with. 
And that could be because he's trying to, you know, subconsciously maybe save himself for Denna. It's possible. It is very, I think, I feel like in my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, he just, he can't, he can't commit himself to someone else because he's still in love with Denna. That's, that's what my brain does. But that's also, I think, I feel like the book is like leading you in that direction, but might not necessarily be actually be the case. So yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I'm going to be up on my fence. <laughs> it's where you belong. Yes, exactly. Anything else on this page? I am out of notes for this page. Well, then let's end it there. You can write us a letter at our email, pageofthewind.gmail.com, or on our Discord. Link is in the notes of this podcast episode. Join us, won't you? And join uh, us. you can join Jeremy in the kimchi on tomorrow's <laughs> page. Uh the wind slowly fermenting how does how is he fermenting in plastic is that a thing he's in a brine yeah oh the plastic is the brine no 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 he's like in a container that's filled with brine with perhaps a little bit of a hole for air and he is uh fermenting in there oh well that's gross hey it's a it's a long-standing way of making delicious preserves yeah, but not with people. You don't know that. 